Hi, my name is Regine and this is Wither of Tales podcast. This week's episode is written by Regine Valenzuela and narrated by Cindy Gale Mabayag Andaya. This tale contains scenes not suitable for all audiences, so listener's discretion is advised. She's a wish come true. She's a gift. She's a child. But not just any other child. She has a gift. An unusual gift. A gift to take life away. She is Baby Sophie. My husband and I are married for 15 years now. Everything's great except for one thing. We can never have a baby. Our fertility doctor said that I should be able to conceive since there seems to be no problem with my reproductive system anatomically. My husband's sperm count is also normal. Our doctor is baffled by our condition and advised us to take a break and have a vacation. Following her instructions, we went home to my husband's hometown and take the much-needed rest. While we're there, I felt the pressure of having a baby. My in-laws never voice it out directly, but they always suggest for me to visit a quack doctor they know. I gave up resistance and found myself consulting Mama Lorna. That's what they call her. I am expecting to see an old woman with white hair. So I am surprised to see a young woman in her 30s with long curly hair and black obsidian eyes. She's a no-nonsense woman who knows what she's doing. We enter a dimly lit room and it took a while for my eyes to adjust. The moment my eyes adjusted to the darkness, they wandered off to the big cabinet full of mason jars. These jars have labels that I read. Some of them are familiar herbs that we have in our kitchen. Some are foreign. Mama Lorna let me lie down on a bed and started chanting. She did this for about 10 minutes before laying her hands on my womb. Tonight's a full moon. It's a good time to make a sacrifice. I look at her dumbfounded. What do you mean? We need to sacrifice a life to bring forth life she said seriously as if reading my puzzled thoughts she added don't worry i am the one who's going to do it i just need your nail clippings i just shrugged and gave her my nail clippings before we went home i am sitting on a rocking chair in patio watching the birds fly by and the roses that are in full bloom i hum watching the cacophony of colors red white, pink, and blush. I have planted these roses a year ago, and now they're thriving. I rested my palm on my now big wound. I am due in a few days. Whatever Mama Lorna did pay off, I can still remember the happiness I felt when I took the pregnancy test and it came out positive. Aidan, my husband who never danced before, twirled like a ballerina. That was a happy day, and now in a few days, our baby girl will be born.
My delivery is smooth sailing. I gave birth on my due date exactly at 9 p.m. It's a normal delivery, so we are discharged after a day. The moment I saw my baby was unforgettable. She's so small and pinkish. I kissed her little cheeks and lingered, reveling at her baby smell. The love I felt for her is unexplainable. Once we got home, we placed her on her crib, and she didn't fuss unlike other babies do. Sophie is the center of our happiness. When my in-laws visited, they can't stop looking at her. The long-awaited granddaughter gave them a newly renewed vigor. While she's sleeping, we talk about things and my husband's mother mentioned a piece of sad news. Mama Lorna passed away days ago. She's only 36 years old. The cause is unknown. Her relative just found her dead in her room. What's puzzling is the state that she's in when they found her. It seemed like her hair turned gray and her eye sockets were very hollow. It's like life was sucked out of her. That night, I prayed for her soul, thanking her for the miracle she made happen. Our little girl is a healthy child. She never had colds, cough, and fever even when she's teething. But on her third birthday, we noticed her eyes are getting shallow, her skin dry, and her hair started to fall. We were so worried that we brought her to a pediatrician. She was checked and tested. All the results came back normal. Everyone is puzzled. The pediatrician ordered to have her hydrated. We stayed for three days in the hospital. On the third day, Sophie's looking good, so her doctor decided to discharge us that afternoon. We're so ecstatic to go home. Being in the hospital is a very draining ordeal. After finishing all the paperwork, we got down to the parking lot. We saw janitors milling around, picking up dead cats on our way. I can't help but ask one of them, what happened to the cats? The old man replied, we don't know. We just saw nine of them dead this afternoon. They're still alive earlier today. Someone might have poisoned them. Oh, that's hideous. Who would have done that? He shrugged. There are a lot of boys around who likes tormenting cats. Maybe one of them did. I just nodded. Then we went to our car and drove home. The days in the hospital take a toll on our baby girl. The moment we get in the car, she started to snooze. She didn't even wake up when we put her down to bed. Looking at her sleeping form, I run my fingers on her soft, curly black hair and thought of how thankful I am that she's given to us. I promise myself to protect her and give her a good life. What transpired next made it hard for me to keep my promise. One time, I saw her on my rose garden, touching the flowers. I went to her and asked what she's doing. She simply replied, Just touching them, mommy. I like things that are full of life. The next day, the roses that are once in full bloom wilted. I can't believe my eyes when I saw the state they're in. It seems like life was sucked out of them. But I didn't mind it because our baby looked healthier than she was the other day.
coincidences happen. I'm saying that they're coincidences because I don't want to believe otherwise. Once we bought two dogs, a Labrador we named Miles and a Pitbull we named Dango. We bought them to make Sophie happy because she's asking for them. The dogs are bigger than her but they seem very compliant whenever she approaches them. It's like they're scared of her. That's impossible, I thought. How could two big dogs be afraid of a little girl? My question was answered when I woke up one time to check on the dogs. I can hear them yelping. It was 3 a.m. I was on the top of the stairs when I saw Sophie standing over the two of them, just looking while the dogs are covering. I watched as she placed her little hands on Dango. The dogs teeled and yelped. Then, in a few moments, I saw Dango fall on the carpet, unmoving. A small intake of breath escaped my mouth, which I covered with my hands. But it was too late. Sophie looked at me with her black obsidian eyes. I've never been afraid in my life. But looking at my baby girl, looking at me with those eyes, made my skin crawl, and for the first time in my long time, I know how it feels to be afraid. I watched as her face transformed into her usual cute baby look like nothing happened. Mommy, Dango just died, she said in a small voice and started crying. I gripped the last verge of my courage, went down the stairs and approached her slowly. I don't know what to say, so I just hugged and consoled her, thinking that she's still my baby girl and that maybe... Just maybe, I am imagining things that didn't happen. Two weeks after Dango died, Miles followed. Every time this happened, Sophie looks healthier and happier. Years passed and nothing ever grew in our garden anymore. My roses didn't grow back. Trees died and even the grass all died. There are several dead birds we see every day in the yard. Cats and dogs can be seen dead on our lawn too. One time, Father Armand visited us. He's a friend of ours. We were classmates in high school. The moment he entered the gate, he gave me a funny look and asked if everything is okay. It took me a while to answer, but I still said yes. We're in the living room having a cup of tea, sharing stories and other stuff when Sophie went down the stairs. I saw Father Armand look at her with the same funny look he had given me earlier. He stood up and smiled at my baby girl. This must be Sophie, the miracle child, he said, smiling at her. How are you, little girl? he asked. My baby approached us, smiling, and sat down on my lap. I'm doing good, Father. How about you? He sat down and looked at her like she's a code to be deciphered. I'm good, too. I hope you're feeling better. Yes, I am. She smiled then added. But I'll feel better if you go out of the house. Armand, Aiden, and I look at each other. What are you saying, Sophie? I chastised her. She twirled her hair and said in her small voice, I said I'd feel better without Father Armand in the house. Upon saying this, Aiden stood up and shouted, You never say that to someone older than you. Sophie cried, and I tried consoling her. Aiden, she's just a child. 
She doesn't know what she's saying. I yelled in defense of our baby. Go to your room now, Sophie. She ran up the stairs with Aiden on her heels. Nothing unusual happened following the incident. But then, I can see Sophie's face turning haggard again. Strands of her curly hair started to fall on her pillows. I looked at her and see a helpless six-year-old child who needed love and protection. But when I look into her eyes, I can see my nightmare come to life. I don't know what to do this time. I have the urge to let her be and just let her waste away. But I can't do that. She's our daughter. We ask for her. She came out of me. The mother in me took action and decided to bring her out of the house, thinking that maybe we can find a stray cat or dog outside. As we walk on the streets, our neighbor, Mrs. Rodriguez, is walking her dog down the block. She greeted us and went to say, Hey, she looked at Sophie with concern on her face. Is your baby okay? She asked. I just nodded. She just needs fresh air. I heard myself say. Without preamble, Sophie's little hands reached out to Mrs. Rodriguez's face. We're both startled when she did that, but we let her. The other thought that she's just a sweet little girl, but I knew better. Though I was assured that nothing will happen since Sophie never did it on people, she just does it on animals and plants. Oh, such a sweet little girl. She said and started walking her dog again. That was the last time we ever saw her alive. The next day, we heard the news that Mrs. Rodriguez died on her bed by an unknown cause. Upon hearing this, I went up the stairs and looked at Sophie still sleeping. The haggard look on her face is now gone and her hair looked longer and healthier. I slowly closed her door, went inside our bedroom, and cried my eyes out. I am so scared now. Aiden is away for a project and will be back in three months. It's only Sophie and me in the house. I don't know what to do. I can feel my sanity slipping away as I thought of abandoning her here and just disappear or bring her to a place she's not familiar with and leave her there. I found myself calling Father Armand on the phone. But for some reason, the line keeps disconnecting. Who are you calling, mommy? All the hair on my back stood up hearing her small little voice. I wiped out my tears before looking back at her. I'm just trying to call daddy. I missed him so badly, I said. Daddy's okay, mom. Nothing will ever happen to him because I love him. So don't you worry about him. I just nodded and heard myself say, how about mommy? Do you love me? She walked towards me and touched my face. Yes, mommy, as long as you only love me. She smiled. Of course, baby, of course, I said uncertainly. Tomorrow, Aiden will be home and I am so excited to tell him that I am three months pregnant. Nothing happened in the past months. Sophie seems to be her normal self. Father Armand visited us a time or two and we prayed over her. Maybe that helped. I saw her one afternoon digging and planting plants that I don't even know. What are those? I asked. These are herbs, mommy. 
We can dry them up and use them to add flavor to our dishes. Some of them will be needed for healing, she said matter-of-factly. Where did you learn that? I don't know. It's like I've known it all my life, she smiled. Do you know how it feels like when someone is looking at you while you sleep? That's how I felt when I woke up in the middle of the night. I let out a small cry when I saw Sophie's silhouette on the open door. What are you doing, baby? I asked as I turned on the bedside lamp. She didn't answer. She just stared at me. I feel my heart jump out of my chest as I take a good look at her haggard face. You lied to me, mommy, she accused. I stood up and walked towards her. What do you mean, baby? She pointed her little finger on my womb. I can feel a life growing there, she answered. As if on cue, my hands went to my womb protective. No, you will not do anything to this, I spat. All the patience I have gone out the window. She smiled a sly smile, looking at me with her obsidian eyes. So, I am right. She tried to reach out her hand to my womb, but I pushed her hand away. No, this time you will not do that. I will not let you. I ran out of the door, thinking only of one thing. I need to protect this life inside of me. I heard her calling me as I ran. The lights flickered and the entire house swallowed by darkness. I can hear her footsteps trailing me, so I ran faster and forgot about the stairs. I screamed when my foot slipped and I stumbled down the stairs. A few minutes later, the emergency lights lit up. I am spread eagled on the floor, watching as my little girl slowly gets down the stairs her eyes trailing on me. I can't move my body. I just can feel my tears streaming down on my face as I watch her watching me. I remember someone looked like her, a woman with black obsidian eyes and curly hair. But I thought it's impossible because things like this never happen in real life. I wheel my hand to move and feel my womb, but I can't. It's as if I'm paralyzed. Sophie reached the last step of the stairs and walked towards me. I can hear myself moaning as her little hands touched my wound. I told you, Mommy, there can't be anyone else. It should only be me. It should only be baby Sophie. If you like the story, click the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, questions, suggestions, you can send us a voice message through the link or message us on our Facebook page, River of Tales Podcast. Follow us also on our Instagram account and YouTube channel for other updates. Just search for Weaver of Tales podcast and don't forget to click like and subscribe. For story submissions, please email us at weaveroftalespodcast at gmail.com. 
Have a happy weekend.